you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You make a compelling argument, and I'm not going to argue with that. David, football, football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello football fans and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program chock full of action here in Studio 66. Let's get right to it. You just heard the voice of one of the true luminaries in pro football's rich history. Mean Joe Green coming up by the end of this interview. You'll hear what about 15 ish or so minutes of my conversation with him. Yes, I'll say it up front. You know, I don't even have to put the asterisk on this that uh, Joe, you're so great. It's what made little, you so great? It's a little. <laughs> Remember that one play? No, but you know what? What was so want, great about that play? I want you to understand something. Yeah. It is not just 15 minutes of genuflection to perhaps not the just. greatest Pittsburgh Steeler of them all, number 75. Did you do it all on one knee with an elbow on that knee as you did the interview? So, <laughs> the we did dig into things that people will be, Patriots fans are going to enjoy it. He had some words about them. We talked about the San Diego Chargers. Interesting. We did a, They don't exist. We dove back. I know they don't, but we did dip into some of that history. We talked a little bit of Houston Oilers. We talked about... Uh, also don't exist. This Well, actually, as you're listening to this, yes, the conversation has taken place, but you've yet to hear it once again, bending the space-time continuum, but you will hear us discuss things. His thoughts on guys like Indomitian and Sue, the 21st century notion that you're dirty and that's uh, and there's no place for that in football. Mean Joe, Deacon Jones, Jack Lambert and beyond obviously uh, haven't been their legacies haven't been heard by those reputations. So he digs in on that. It's it's a it's a terrific conversation. Stick around for that one. Plus, we have to talk about my League of Leagues draft that we just got through. We have the best position group of all time bracket to tend to much to get to. Let's first say hello to everybody here. In Studio 66, starting out with the guy whose voice you've already heard, 
He's one half of the finest radio show in all the land. Petros and Money, available on AM570 in Los Angeles. Otherwise, go to iHeartRadio. It's the PMS show. It's Matt Money Smith. What's the poop, fella? Well, uh, my great apologies. Oh, there we go. Is that my intro song? Oh, we're going right to the Straight intro Straight to the song. I'm fine with that. It's been jazzed up a little bit. I was going to say, yeah. That's enough. We get the hit. Yeah, yeah. We get, we, I better my be apologies. in the Fantasy Live promo this time, just so you know. Everyone else on the show was on it except for me. Except for you? Yeah. We'll fix that. Anyone? Cynthia, we'll fix that next Yeah. Time. My apologies for having been absent for the last three weeks. I truly missed my uh, spot on the Dave Damashek football program, You've, so it's yeah. great to be back. Well, you've been missed, and uh, like I say, free agency since last we saw you. You were over in Indianapolis for the Combine, and then you went to the uh, Big Ten um, tournament. In Maryland, which is super weird. D.C. I mean, uh, yeah, well, yeah, D.C. Signifying the addition of uh, Maryland. I stayed right across the street, by the way, um, from the Washington Hilton, which, of course, is where the uh, attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan occurred. And my window looked straight at the spot where that card pulled up and they exited the hotel. And, of course, it all went down. And sadly, Mr. Brady has passed since that uh, assassination. I would love, to, it I was would love something. to see that, not uh, you know, not salaciously. Or Just whatever, to kind of have it jog your memory. It was about day three that I woke up and I you remember those drapes. That? And I was like, man, does that look familiar? And sure enough, I went down. I said, what is it with that hotel? And they're like, that's where I said, ah. Do you remember that day? I do. <laughs> I, it is actually one of my earliest memories. Uh, I think I was probably eight, seven or eight at mm-hmm. that time. I mean, obviously, outside of trading Star Wars figures in nursery school, things like that. But like uh, a significant event, it is one of my earliest memories. I remember when Reagan won the election because my old man said Carter tried to run him out of business. Um, so I, I do remember him being a big proponent of Ronald Reagan in that election. Uh, and that is, yeah, so it was uh, it was something. And that is what's cool about walking around D.C. is just all the history of our nation. Things well, that I was you just thinking, by. I got to take uh, I got to take uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's and baby Oprah over there. Yeah. It's about time for them to take a tour of our nation's capital. You know who could uh, benefit from something like that? This guy. Our English pal. This guy right here. He needs to learn the law of this land and all lands because it was unearthed while you were absent, Matt Money Smith, that uh, Handsome Hank is no stranger to entanglements with Johnny Law. He once uh, he once got into it with the Bobbies over there. Oh, yeah? Okay. I do. I, I Spent the night in the pokey, he did. You did? I still need to. I have the police report. I promised I will read you the police report because it is. It's a. It's a. Fantastic uh, but we're not doing yarn. it without your mum on the line. Well, I'm that's Henry! the thing. I need to. In order to get the police report, I need to ask my mum to get it. <laughs> my mum. My ears are burning. My heart <laughs> is shattered into a thousand. It was on my twenty-first birthday. Okay. Which so we, we have an idea of where this is not going. as symbolic in England, though. No, they are. Because you've been drinking for years, then. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's not like... But I obviously hadn't learned to tolerate the spirits. Well, yours uh, was symbolic, but for the, different the, reasons. The spirits. Right. Did what you have know? you done now <laughs> to our family name, Han- Henry? I dragged it through the mud. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you drag through the mud? <laughs> the family name. Ah. Uh, is that yeah. the only thing? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, um, let's say hello to him. Hi. Properly, uh, all the way from the UK, he still serves as our resident Miami Dolphins fan. It's Handsome Hank. Handsome, you're a veteran of our uh, producer conferences, not press yes. conferences, but we like fielding <laughs> questions. I think mm-hmm. you really enjoyed it too. I did enjoy it. It requires zero preparation. 
We just have to sit back and field questions. As opposed home. to all the other DDFPs <laughs> right, I've I know. been I know. on, That's which, the... which were It still sounds produced. good, though, right? Yeah. That yeah, seems yeah. like, oh, yeah, we just have to show up and answer questions. Right, of course, yeah. that's what we do every show. Right. We just sit here. My favorite bit, though, as you pointed out last time, is the three or four adults sitting back there pretending that they are journalists in a podcast studio as part of their job. It's, Being paid. It's silly. This, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's silly, but who's the joke really on rest right. of the world? They're getting paid to do right. that nonsense. That's true. Um, Everyone wins. And that, by let, the way, is the characteristic of a lazy radio show. What's that? A show that just comes on the air, sets the topics, takes calls for four hours, checks out. That's that's the equivalent. That's is I'm gonna I'm gonna set the topics. All right, I'm gonna give you a strong opinion here for about three minutes, and then for the next three hours, I'm gonna take your calls and I'm gonna answer those questions. Is that it's gonna be terrible? Before we proceed, is that what you're accusing us of doing now? No, I think when you said it's no preparation, it's glorious. That's how many sports talk radio hosts feel every day when they right. go, can when you believe I get paid in. to do this? Right. Can you believe this? Well, yeah, but your show sucks. So, <laughs> congratulations. But I just want to clarify, before this producer conference commences, <laughs> are you suggesting that we no. are guilty? No, because this is a producer conference. It's totally different. It's, it's I, a you're single not segment calls. of the podcast where much preparation. It'll be about dedication. 45 minutes of the podcast. Oh, it will be. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> well, we'll see how much it goes. And then let's also say hello, seated to my immediate also, right. Yes. Second time he's uh, so time scarred by that. So scarred by getting an also. I don't understand. Also, that. next yeah. time you got to start with. Also. Hey, there's only also one scarring. name. There's only you one name that. above the title, sister. Well, actually, it's right in the title. I was about to say yeah. above it. Who's is above? It? Right. Well, so yeah, it's, a, it's oh, the shield's above it. You know, so yeah. recognize the shield encompasses it. Actually, no, it is DaveDamashek.nfl. Raj and I are uh, get top billing. Yeah, we're negotiating right now. All right, let's say hello to her all the way from uh, Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. Here she is. He's Lansing, Michigan. (laughs) I don't know. Same difference. What's the 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 difference? Come on, a couple hundred miles, whatever. Could you name, let's say hello to her. It's uh, Cynthia Freeland. All right, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. Cynthia Freeland, that's while your song was playing, you noticed that... Uh, there's a hole in your shirt. There's actually, actually a several. There's actually on either side, too. There's several. This shirt's, this shirt's dead. Shaq, when's your birthday? I. Uh, in they don't make those shirts anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> I like not, in that, not in that size. Look at the elbow. Look <laughs> not at the in that elbow. Size. Oh, Check. no. The yeah. sh- the Do they not is... pay you? Eh, not enough, apparently. Check. That makes me so Let's sad. buy him a shirt. Let's go together and buy him a shirt. I, I consider this to be my travel shirt. Anytime I board an airplane, you just I want always people wear to this shirt. potentially see your chest. <laughs> is that a, uh, if I may, I know for those listening on the podcast, I'm going to go ahead. It's a uh, it's a standard Western wear. It's, yeah. got the, uh, it's got the V's on the shoulder that the come snaps. down to the, uh, the sternum area. Well, I guess the uh, the upper pectoral area, if you will. Uh, the double pockets covering the nipples. Right. With the um, mother of pearl buttons. Yeah. So? Snaps. 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 That's that's the beauty. One snapped, one uh, unsnapped on on the left breast. While you're busy, while Handsome was busy this uh, this morn trying to Uh do up his buttons, that probably took took you about like 17 to 24 seconds. But yet I completed them. 
You have some unsnapped. Yeah, you've got oh, your left breast. You also have a fear, of, a fear of popping open, too, right? right? There is like, that. Well, look down there in the uh, lower <laughs> button. Snap. Is that a, a boot oh, barn Shaq? purchase? Is that where you might find a shirt like that? I feel <laughs> like I'm on Shaq, Eve with Joan birthday? Rivers' daughter. And just ask what, what I, How I I'm look is asking. how I look, sister. Deal with it. <laughs> When's yeah. your birthday was the question. That's I said June. Okay. But But when? June 11th. Okay. So Send we'll your remember. gifts now. Get them, uh, get them into We're the... We're going to get you a new shirt. Western We're going to get you a shirt. Coming up uh, <laughs> at, at the start of uh, April, maybe I'll get a pair of me undies. They're our new sponsor. Oh, would, yeah? Uh, yeah. Ooh. Second week in a row, I'm wearing undies in celebration. Underpants. Me undies. Underpants <laughs> everywhere. All right. Let's get into it that. then. It's a good we, sponsor. We have to talk. Like I say, I was in Las Vegas. We'll talk about that uh, in just a second here. And uh, we're down to the final four of our best position group by franchise in NFL history. Matt Money Smith and uh, I, any listener out there who is not familiar with uh, with what we've been doing. We started out with 32 position groups in the rich history of pro football. And uh, now we're down to the final four. Still in contention, the Packers quarterback group, Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Lynn Dickey, going against the Indi- the uh, Indianapolis slash Baltimore Colts, Johnny Unitas, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, and Burt Jones. We'll continue. We'll inform you where we are now. I think we're ready to unveil who the final two are, and uh, you can follow that at Damashek on Twitter. In the meantime, let's get right to it, though. The the uh, producer conference. Let it begin. Yeah, let me opening remark is uh, I want to give a little program note. I'm uh, I'm filling in for uh, for our uh, our boss, Rich Eisen. Is that what he is he technically our boss? No, um, I don't believe no. so. He's not the boss of me. No, he's not. He's, it could be though. He's certainly not the boss. Don't know. You know, if a boss can control it. your I'm filling in for him on Friday. This Friday on his on his show. That's wow. a great show. The Rich Eisen. The Rich Eisen Show. I mean, noon to three Eastern, nine noon to, to noon three Eastern. Pacific. Right, and you can it, watch it on watch it on the audience channel on the Direct TV audience yep. channel. One hundred or one hundred one. It's like one hundred. I want to say one hundred one. Right? I think one hundred one. You get yeah. close with that. You can just look at the guy. Yeah. Is it still called the Rich Eisen Show when you host it? Yes. No. Like live with Kelly doesn't change when uh, someone else. In is this hosting. case, I'm changing it. Really? Got it. That's Got the it. first okay. change we're yeah. making. Okay. I've also you requested. You make a compelling argument, and I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> Thank you, Mean Joe Green. I appreciate that. By the way, before do you have guests lined up already? Yeah, is Mean Joe? Green I don't kind? know. Do, do any and all of you want to be guests on my program? For sure. <laughs> You're all welcome to okay. to visit me on the. Uh, we may be Friday. vetoed. <laughs> yeah. Vetoed by by the original host. You really think uh, yes. Rich Eisen would would step in? Who would he eliminate first out I, of the group? I, I'm not. I'm not absolutely sure. You handsome. Really? You think you would be? I don't know. No, I'm I not, think. No. I think I'd be. Really? For, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think there's any question. Why do you think Rich competing Eisen shows would keep you off his show? Well, I wouldn't be able to participate because in LA it's on a different frequency. So uh, it's on the 8:30 right. a.m. I'm on the 5:70 a.m. So that would preclude me from. All going right. So in. we're down to you, Freeland. So, You're in. I bought it, Freeland. I mean, get in I, there. Listen, I'm on a show with Rich every Sunday. He hasn't asked me yet. It's a pretty big snub, in my opinion, since he's asked everyone else on our show. So I'm not going to have my first time going Keen there. observation. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Just Cynthia. saying. You hold out. Oh, Keen saying. observation. Just saying. they got to pay me more money to go on that. Just kidding. This <laughs> Friday's Rich Eisen show is off to a rough start already. <laughs> I might just read. I might just. Dropping uh, truth bombs here. I might just have to play the Mean Joe interview or, on a loop. For or, like, here's an idea. Some strong opinions at the and start. Then, right. We have some <laughs> three callers. Hours of calls. Line three. Line three. <laughs> three Line hours three. Of calls. Okay. All right. You are a fan. Here's a little warm up. Then <laughs> let's start the producer conference. Go. Hey, Dave. I have a question, but first, Bartlett, cue the music. 
Okay. The hell is happening here? They're going. Since the Raiders have now claimed Las Vegas as their new home, which U.S. or international city do you think should get an NFL team next? Oh, yes. It's now wow. It's now no longer the San Diego Chargers, but the L.A. Chargers. It's now no longer the Oakland Raiders. It's now the Las Vegas Raiders. If somehow you've been hiding in a cave, shouldn't we first react to that? What That's do you, a what, big one. What do we think, Freeland? I think it's sad. I, I understand the oper- the option. I, I get all the business decisions, and I understand that this is ultimately a business, and we get our paycheck from it, so I get it. So I understand all of those things, and all business is personal. All that it That's all true. But to me, it's it's still kind of sad. Like It's, it's a sad, sad thing. but, I mean, if this isn't the equivalent, and I've heard some voices out there from within this building and, and, uh, and beyond, yeah, it's, it's sad for diehard Raiders fans, but – the last four years, I looked it up. They're thirtieth or worse in attendance percentage. They tarp the upper deck. Yeah, I, I think so, it's to me like the sad I mean. is the last thing that I would say, just because. In in sorry, Cynthia, to come at you that way, but oh come on, bring but, it. Uh, but it's not. Add you to my list. It's it's a national brand, right? You know, and and I think it's partially because you know we live in L.A. I've been here for twenty six years now. There are more Raider fans in Los Angeles than there are in Oakland. And they, they also lost. played but in Los Angeles. That's what I mean. So, LA so what I'm saying is too. they lost their team to Oakland. They have remained dedicated, diehard Raider fans. As someone that calls games, that Southwest Airline, you take a Southwest from LAX, from Santa Ana, from Ontario, right. it's a Raider shuttle. Right. So when a team moves out of your market, it doesn't really affect the dedicated fan base because they'll go find you uh, and they'll except, go to Vegas. Except for San Diego. I don't think it's as sad as the Chargers moving oh, out of San Diego where I don't think they are going to be traveling up to L.A. to watch. I, mean, I disagree there'll be, with that. There'll be some, but there'll be a lot fewer than as there will be Raiders so, so, fans going wait, wait, wait. to Vegas. The one thing I didn't like about all of this is they seem to keep blaming the A's. Did you see all that? Like, oh, this baseball just wouldn't get out of the way. The A's aren't the reason that they're moving. Like, the- Well, they were, they were insistent upon a dual-use stadium. They were not going to build. And look, I listened to that press conference from the mayor, though. And the night before, she was like, from Oakland? Yeah. The Oakland mayor, she was like, I don't know. She was, uh, that was actually, she was awesome. I was really impressed with Mm -hmm. how good of a speaker she was. And she was like, We haven't talked to the Raiders because we haven't talked. Like, it, it was very clear that it wasn't, that wasn't the case. At least that's how the... the Well, my understanding is it's because any financial investment that was going to go into the Oakland Stadium meant that Mark Davis was going to have to give up percentage of the team. You know, it wasn't his money. It wasn't the city or the state's money. It was private investment. And they weren't just building a stadium to be used at maximum 12 days by the Raiders. They wanted a piece of the team. And that was a non-starter. Understandable for someone that owns an asset that could be valued over $2 billion. I get it. You know, I'm I'm conflicted just from the fan perspective on this aspect of it. You know, if you're an owner of a a big-time, popular, you know, big four uh, North American sports franchise, and yet you can't take care – if you can't be competitive – with the Yankees, I'm kind of like, well, then just sell your team then. Sell it to, for the greater good, but you're the owner of it. Mark Davis just made out. He made $750 million off of this. I feel like prior to that, he wasn't competitive financially with the other owners of the uh, of uh, of the NFL. Is that accurate to say? Well, that he- 
I, I just, I'll, I'll, try, themselves th- in this I'll try to make a I know, real that's world. What I'm uh, saying. He wasn't right. keeping up with the Joneses, so he did that. But I can see a fan saying, well, then, you know, right. if you care about the Raiders, sell the brand to somebody who can afford it. But but, but how about this? How about this real world application of that? Team. Very Steven Let's Ross say you live in a neighborhood, right? I know. Well, it's Al, but it's Al's team, so Let's I say think you've Mark owned, allowed to do what Okay, he wants, perfect. Let's say like your parents owned a house in this neighborhood, right? And uh, you don't make the kind of money. Now the neighborhood has changed. It's a desirable location. You've got great schools. All of this big money has moved in. They tear these little houses down. They build up their fancy mansions. Their kids go to the great school. You now have this original house that still sits on the plot where your parents own it. When they passed away, they gave it to you. You live there. Should you have to move out of the neighborhood because you have perhaps the uh, the least desirable house that's maybe bringing – no. That's your asset. It's yours. You're not oh, forced so we to sell agree. It. Me, so you, I'm and saying, the guy and up, the old man and up. Yes. I'm not moving. <laughs> exactly. I'm saying Mark Davis doesn't have to sell because he can't keep up. I mean, that's his asset, and it continues to increase. The only way he cashes in on it is if he decides to sell. Right. Right. But his identity is as the owner of the Raiders, much like here in L.A., the Bus family's identity. They don't do anything else. They pull a check right. that comes every single month because they own the Lakers. That is their job. Once they sell – I'm not saying they don't have discernible skills that can be applied in another, but they no longer—they no longer have a job. Mark Davis sells the Raiders. He no longer has a job because there is no other place he can walk in and say, "I would like to be in your employ. Would you hire me?" It's over. <laughs> I don't That's- know. I don't know how compelling it is to the nation at large. I—I I suspect it's kind of—you uh, know—you're aware of. I don't know. Does anybody care about the Rangers, Islanders, Devils? Uh, uh, who who's the most popular out of that group? I guess we always know it's the Rangers. But anyway, the, in, in this case, in NFL football, who's going to win in popularity? The Raiders in Vegas. They'll suck uh, people up from Southern California. A ton. And yeah. from a Northern ton. California. And, there are going to be a lot people, of people like, I'm never watching the Raiders again. But there will be plenty of people of that make that trip. And just because, it. like Money says, they're a national brand. It's not right. like the right. Chargers where the Chargers fans were mostly – entirely based in Southern California. The Raiders fans, you'll find them across the U.S. and across right. the globe So who's the well. big loser? The Rams? Rams and the Chargers. And I, I, I think the Chargers are the biggest loser, and I think I they think were the Chargers, from the moment. I would disagree. I, people like people in, you know, I, I we've talked, uh, you know, ad nauseum about uh, the negative stereotype of the sports fan in Southern California, but I do think, like most markets, they like winners, you know, and especially if they have no natural affinity for this team. If somebody moves into the market, you're not necessarily required to vibe to them emotionally. So it's going to be based on whether or not the team's good. The Chargers are better positioned right now to be good to in be 2017. Good. Right. That's true. And I think they're the also going to be, be a tenant. The they're also going to be a tenant in essentially Rams world. And I think the StubHub experience. It's I think StubHub be fantastic. Uh, I, I like that. Going to be way more. Right. I almost wonder. I almost wonder, and I don't know, you know, what the what the contract stipulates if they right. have to move into Rams right. world. But I almost like wonder if they win and if this experience proves to be unique and it's a higher end clientele and it sells out and they charge a premium, if they say, you know what? Maybe we don't need. Let's build one of these 35,000 seat venues down in Orange County. Close Just to had Costa this conversation. Mesa. I think Did this you? is the maybe think the next this, wave. It's, right. it's much more affordable so. than a $2 billion mega stadium. We can make it an intimate experience. It's one rose of sweets. We charge premiums. There's so much money in Orange County. This is the way moving Anyone forward in the NFL. Anyone who goes to the game is guaranteed a seat that's uh, that's closer yeah. in proximity right. You don't have 90,000 people worth of parking and traffic to deal with. If you've ever been to I a agree. Galaxy game or a concert at StubHub Center, it's not bad. I mean, it's like a 10-minute in, 10-minute, maybe 15-minute out delay compared to an hour 
90 minutes if you're at a packed USC game oh, at the Rose Bowl. I, I mean, you are sitting there that. forever. It's, it's funny you say that because I wonder on a uh, on a random Sunday this autumn as uh, their construction workers making uh, time and a half for working on the weekend to build the stadium in time for 2019 if uh, the powers that be are going to be watching what's happening in StubHub and say – Maybe we shouldn't keep building this thing. Let's just let, <laughs> let's let's stop at this deck. Let's just stop let's it right do here. The stop here. Don't this, do this. Yeah. This don't is do the, the way third it should layer be. Of the cake. There's also like rules with when it comes to like blackout rules. Like if you have it's it's all determined. But they've relaxed so many of correct. Those, yeah. But but that's why you can tarp it off because then yeah. you don't count those things. Right. So if you're having a smaller stadium to begin with, you're less likely to have to like tarp everything off. And because I know the Lions used to have to do that quite a bit, like like certain sections in bad viewing area would yeah. not be for sale, so they wouldn't count as towards the- You know what that tells you? You made your stadium too big. You know what, though? You said you, you, you asked Hank the question. I'll just weigh in on it real quick, um, just because for people that don't know the geography of Southern California, um, the rate, uh, there is, a, I'd say the largest concentration of Raider fans is in San Bernardino, Riverside counties. Just to, to, to let people kind of understand it. Why, if there were a secret ballot, the Rams and the Chargers would have voted against the Raiders moving to Vegas. You're talking about a two-and-a-half-hour drive if there's no traffic. Just think about that. You can drive from your home and be at the stadium in, let's say, 245 to three hours in Vegas. That's how close that giant, massive market of Raider fans is to Vegas. That is not that much. If you're going to go to half the home games or maybe three of the home games for them to hop in their car and take the 15 or, out to Vegas, it's nothing. What about if I they mean, do the light Southwest, rail that Adam Carolla has called there you go. for 20 years now? Uh, what, if they, what if you can get the Vegas? How about the Hyperloop? I, the Hyperloop. Yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've flown to Vegas for $45, too. Right. It's a 30-minute flight. So it's right. a it's a 30, 27 minutes, wheels up, wheels down, Ontario to Las Vegas. Correct. Well, the Raider, I mean, under 50 bucks, that's less than parking. What it sets yes. up for is, you know, just as, you know, people have, as rivalries emerge, you know, it, it, again, based on proximity, you know, you, you fight with the guy, you fight with your neighbor until it's time to fight with the guy in the next town, and then you line yourself up with your neighbor and then you fight. Uh, then your you two towns in? combine when it's time to fight the other state, and when it's time to fight the other nation, and right. all the states combine to do it. My point is, huh? well, the guy you? in your backyard. There's going to be a backyard brawl between the Chargers and Raiders fans because now the that that creep of the Chargers fans move out. There, there's going to be a lot of um, civil war going on. Oh, what did the Chargers say when they moved? Win L.A. We want to win L.A., signifying the exact but fight the you same just di- described. Raiders and Chargers are in the same division. Right. Yeah. Fight. Who what, Who's going to win out, to, to your point, Cynthia? Who is on Los Angeles TV? Who's on, I guess, the Raiders are on Vegas. Oh, yeah, the Vegas. Raiders will not be on L.A. The, TV. They won't be, but people are going to be angry about that. But the Chargers will presumably get some benefit from being on Los Angeles local TV. Yes, so you know and the Rams don't at least have well, to worry about that. Remember what the the ratings from this past season said. The the Raiders were the highest rated local broadcast in yep. Los Angeles because this was the last year they could broadcast those games here in L.A. It's all interesting. Next year remember, it all changes. It's all done by like AFC NFC, so that's right. why you. Need that's what I'm saying. Rams right. don't have right. to worry about that. At least Rams they're are, over on right. Fox. That's, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know our radio station carried the Raiders broadcast. We were the Raiders station. Our ratings were higher than the ratings for the Rams. Uh, in Los Angeles for Raider games to put Whoa. that to put that in perspective. 
That you know, feels like that's... a shot at the voice of the L.A. Rams. Well, no, I think it's just it's a, <laughs> it, 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 hey it describes the character of this market and how popular the Raiders are still in Los Angeles. Let's I'm... get to Eddie Spaghetti's question behind okay. the glass from 10 minutes past. <laughs> yes. was, 10 uh, minutes. It was, well, Woo! 15 minutes past. Uh, what market is should be next? Not let, let, Let's not uh, try and – actually, Hanson could be. weigh in on where – I bet he knows. You know. You're a, yeah. you're, you're a high up. You're a muckety-muck. I know what should football be. Muckety-muck. Is it London? It's London, England. You think it will be London, England? Is the next market oh. London, England? I think it will be. Do you really? That is before a Mexico flight, City. Though. Before Mexico City, yes. I think that Mexico City flight. seems appealing to me. Mexico City, that's a, sweet. But like, if you're coming from the West Coast to London, that's a crazy flight. That puts New York right but in the middle. That, but, but they would route scheduling. it that way. I, I, I mean, understand. They would but like, I understand, but that's like, I don't know. I don't like that as much. I mean, I like it, but I. It's but the, hard. but, but that, that's easily fixed with scheduling. It's yeah. not something. I mean, outside of a playoff game where, like, last minute, suddenly the the London that what Bulldogs are playing against. Is the that what you named in, them? In, I don't know. I, I just. I, like I thought Bulldogs. you were going okay. to say Monarchs. No, not the Monarchs. Uh, like the, that? The London. Because uh? that's not how you say Monarch. How do you say it? Monarch. 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 Monarch? Yeah. Like Monica? I. Exactly. Monica. You'll uh, never be a royalty with the criminal record, Henry. <laughs> You've ruined it for our lineage. I'm with I you, am. Mexico City. Mexico City. Absolutely. Would be great fun. Toronto, that didn't exactly take, right? I think. That's an interesting. Is one. there a U.S. town? San How about Diego. Honolulu? How about San Diego? Honolulu. No? No to Honolulu? Little, San Diego? Might as well be say, London, I mean, right? I mean, it's five hours from, I'm, I'm, to, from I'm, the West Coast. I'll, I'll say this. I know Raiders fans are down in the dumps. East Bay-based uh, uh, Raiders fans are down in the dumps. But yeah, it could have been way worse, first of all. Um, you can still make the commute if you're willing to do so. I understand the, the conflict in your heart right now, but it's still reasonable. I feel like the this is the uh, about as good a 21st century evolution for the brand that is the, the Raiders, they're the bad boys and everything else. To go to Sin City sounds right. Reno would be even funnier, but uh, okay, in, in reality, the, the Vegas Raiders has a ring to it here in the 21st century, much more so. They could have wound up in St. Louis. That would have been yeah. terrible. They could have yeah. wound up in San Antonio. That would have made no sense. If I could be selfish, you know, since San Antonio was politicking for the Raiders, screw that, send them to Austin. Oh, I was going to say, Austin, let's, let's that go was to Austin the one I said. I maybe. love Austin. Yeah, Austin go. or Portland. Let's go. Both, both fun I think I'd rather go to Austin, I think Austin. though, Austin's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And watching a football game in Austin is special. Yeah. Like, when you go to a Texas game, it is like – it's insanity, especially when Texas Tech catches a ball against them to beat them. And it was – it went from, like, highest high to, like, kerplunk. You were there for the Crabtree game? He Well, it was in – it was at Texas Tech. And I was in I was in uh, Austin. I was going to say, I remember watching up. You were, Oh, you were in Austin watching the game. I was game. in Austin watching the game, and the gotcha. a, it was massive people, absolutely everywhere, and everyone's heart got ripped out. It was the was that Cle- it was Clingsbury who threw the ball to him? Who threw the ball to Michael Crabtree when they? Uh, yeah, it was Cling. Uh, uh, oh boy, that's a good question. Who threw the ball? To it was Crabtree? a noteworthy QB. It he was. wasn't some random. Um, he made his way up to Canada to play. As a matter of fact, oh, who? Why am I forgetting his name? I'm spacing right now. Graham Harrell. There you go. Graham, yep. Harrell. Graham Harrell. There. It Next was. question. All right, Thank you uh, producer uh, Emma VP. Go ahead then. Hey Dave, uh, Emma VP, Dave Damashek Football Program. Good to uh, see you. Thanks Emma. for being here today. Thank you. <laughs> Another Raiders question for you. How does this move to Vegas affect Marshawn Lynch? 
Ooh, that's a good question. Audi. You don't I, think so? I think Why? the What's appeal the was to like be at home and like. Well, he's still there. They're going to be at home for they're the next two there. years. Yeah, I don't he's know. not playing. I think for, he's kinda he's like, not man. playing four years from now. You think Marshawn is enough of a East Bay loyalist that he'll say, "Well, if this is what you're doing, I don't want to be a part of it." Well, Even if, though, if he didn't know that that was happening when, when this was being discussed ten days ago, then, that's a good question. Uh, yeah. It's a great question from MVP writer for the because you said you know essentially ride or die. I mean, it's Oakland or nothing or retirement. Well, it's Oakland, but it's Oakland, but I don't, I don't know if that, retired that crowd is going to be all that excited you know about like those games. See, I I agree, but if you're on your way out the door, and it's not clear, correct me if I'm wrong, where the Raiders are even playing ball in 2018, right? They it might is, they've be, got two one-year options. They've got two one-year right, options. So, this so they year, could this, it goes as they, badly but, as but some think it might. Exactly. Think about how weird this is, though. Has NFL history, has sports history, North American sports history, um, I, I remember when the Florida Marlins, you know, they're always rumored to be moving, and they've won two World Series in the meantime. And it felt like, I mean, that the, the roster fell apart, but they didn't uproot the organization post-championship. Has anyone ever done that? The Raiders are in line in 2017 to do exactly that, which is, I mean, they're a legit Super Bowl contender. Yeah, right. the, the, win you know, and leave. They could really win the Super Bowl, and that could be the last thing they do as the Oakland Raiders and then uh, go to a new market. That would be bizarre, at least. Fantastic is what it would be. It would I know. Be. Would you want to really be a part be. of that? I, I, if you're, you're, a, I, I don't know if that's weird. Do you have a stink a, on you if you're Marshawn Lynch, or is it like, well, you sent us off the right way there, Hoss? Yeah, he's not playing more than two years. Right, no, likely just most, a single right. year. So, so yeah, it's that, a great question. That would be the very definition of bittersweet. Would you do yeah. it, handsome? Would I what come back to play in Oakland? If you, I mean, I, this is such I a I'm bizarre not, not circumstance. As, as, would you want to do that? Connected to the town as Marshawn Lynch is. Yeah, I would. you get my. Point. I get your point. Would you yes. want to, it, I think it would be. I think it would be a fun. Th- I think if the I, London Monarchs were about to move to, to Brussels, for, thank you for saying it correctly. If they were the Brussels, the Brussels. Monarchs. But you could go out a champion in your home. I would now. go back. I would you go would back. Like, there you go. One more year. There's your answer. There's I would like Marshawn Lynch. Thank you for putting Tim it into Tebow context. Route. I can understand it. Yep. You would what? I want Marshawn Lynch to play baseball. I think he'd be. <laughs> I think it'd be so funny to watch Marshawn Lynch just out there, like, like thick base, chung, like hand eye. I mean, I, I don't know if he's got. I it. don't know. I take him a little while to catch up to that ball. <laughs> I I would <laughs> love it. Curve. I would love it. Marshawn well, Lynch should play for the A's, so maybe he could do both. Spoiler alert: My League of Leagues draft. That's oh, the boy. three sport fantasy league. We just did the big draft with uh, with a bunch of people. Oh, you don't and, do the hockey? I thought you did the hockey. No, I wish we would do the hockey. Yeah. Couldn't get 100% sign off. I get a lot of social media responses from people saying, "Why don't you do the puck as yeah. well?" But there are uh, not a bunch of diehards in that. But anyway. Um, I in the late part portions of the draft, I did uh, take a flyer on one Marshawn Lynch. I added him to my well football done roster. Mm. Listen, well done. If he comes That's back, a, what I like a, that. imagine that like RB one. And I, well, no, I got Zeke Elliott in the second. No, round no I mean you get an RB one right. bang at the end of the draft. Talk about a value on a team that, like you said, will be competing for a championship. Imagine that. Yeah, that's a tough spot for Marshawn Lynch and company. And it's uh, you know, again, it's easy to say. Yeah, uh, like ah, I'm not gonna follow him. You know, if you're a Rams fan, two years ago the Rams were lousy right. in St. Louis, so it was easy to sort of to to be cavalier and say I'm I'm done with this Rams team. They're they're traitors and move on. If you're an Oakland Raiders fan right now, you really gonna you really have the you stomach get off the wagon when it's about to get good. I don't know. I don't it's know. Hard. I, it's yeah. hard for me to put myself in those shoes. How I would feel. By the way, I just just popped into my head. 
So think about the uh, the Rams, right? They bring football back to Los Angeles after a quarter century of being absent. People say, oh, these franchises, they've got to be loyal to their fan base, okay? So the Rams uproot. They move from St. Louis to L.A. Owners got to scratch out a $600 million check in order to bring football back to Los Angeles. It took all of four games for the fans to turn on them and stop going. So, so wait, it's okay if the franchise stays loyal to you, but when the franchise uproots itself, moves across the country, asks you to come to games, and four games in, the fans are already out. Where, where's that fan I support? Where's that, that loyalty I, to the franchise? Are you trying to say that the Rams are the big losers on all of them? I'm saying it, it, it's got to work both ways. You know, for the right. people that are so sad about the Oakland fans, well, what, is anybody sad about the Rams franchise that moved to L.A. and people now don't care that halfway through the season they stopped going to the Coliseum and there were 15,000 people in a 90,000-seat venue because the team stunk? I don't necessarily – I don't like when teams get taken from the Midwest. But the model like- is there, though, for these three football teams, and I am including the Raiders Battle in Vegas because that is a, a day trip a lot of people in Southern California make is to Las that. Vegas. Uh, you know, I, it really does matter. Yeah, I mean, the model is there with the Lakers and Clippers. Clippers have obviously at minimum been relevant the last few years. The Lakers have not been, and the Lakers still rule a because ninety ten split because they because they have a tradition of winning here. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Who wins in twenty seventeen is going to define where the fans go, and there's going to be a loser in this. And right. as it stands right now, What's the Rams are like? kind of it. The char- uh, yeah, the Chargers that, which are the is team why, you would anticipate doing that. As a side note, as I mentioned last week to Cynthia and I think to you, Handsome, and to Greg Rosenthal, who paid us a visit in Studio 66, the Rams need to go get Jay Cutler or Colin Kaepernick. Imperfect did, did as both Did you see Bodo's- Jay Cutler this morning? I did not. D- Naked. Okay. Oh, at the beach? Oh, no, he's nude. On Kristen Cavallari's Instagram? His no, wife? there was oh, nudity. We'll, we'll pull yes. this up. Nudity? Yeah, yes. nudity. Just a booty. His naked buttocks. Is it All a right. Maybe buttocks, he doesn't. Or is it a flabby buttocks? Point is, uh, power, both are better say, options. I would say there's power in Got to have a strong base. You yep. want to throw those yep. lasers. Say what you want about Cap and Cuddy. Both are better options right now. And Jared Goff, no doubt. Jared Goff. They need to get one of those I thought guys. they signed a quarterback. Didn't they sign somebody a couple of, like a week ago? I thought they signed a backup. No? They did. And I'm I'm not, I think, think we're not talking about backups here. It's not a. But I'm saying back? they're not going to sign a fourth quarterback, right? Here you go. What do you think Jay of Jay Cutler's that, bum is on TV. Oh, is Aaron Murray. Murray. Yeah, Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray. Thank you, Emma. Yeah, that's not going to yeah, that's not, move uh, the needle that's not the salve whatsoever. that uh, will uh, – What do what you got there, Cynthia? Them. Why don't you show me that rear well, end there? Yeah. I actually wasn't ex- – I was expecting it to be worse when I – What's the yellow thing? That's the like, – That's to uh, – you know, that's the censorship there. Wait, his NFL bum is smoking a cigarette too? Go to the one. Man, that guy is paid <laughs> back. That's a cigar. All right, next up, uh, go ahead there, uh producers uh before we continue Shaq, we've got uh, some official business here we need to take care of Uh we've got an email here from kara mead and sales we've got our new sponsor meundies coming up we need to know what your underwear size is they want to send you some product extra large extra large okay Sounded I, right. I assume this is sponsorship that, applies to all the participants right. on the Dave Damage football me? program. Let's I'll take send a, some to Jay Cutler, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Need. We should send That's some to Jay Cutler. Gift. That would be incredible. Extra large, really? I think we're going to do the uh, – I don't think it's extra we're gonna large. Give a, we're going to give out uh, to whoever performs best on the show <laughs> on that day. The guy day. that buys the magnums. Right <laughs> we're going to give – I'll just be taking <laughs> these. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Young they're, lass they're behind the counter. I'll just be I taking these. Wait, wait. MeUndies headquarters is here in Los Angeles. I think we should. Sure go about that. We can pay him a visit. Let's take. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. That's my size. Do we get? We got to head over to the MeUndies headquarters. Where is it? We should do. We need to talk about this. I always used to say that. You know, when people when when people you know guys the the old like I remember stand ups in the 80s and 90s making jokes about like oh it's so embarrassing to have to go up to the thing to to buy the whatever your choice is of uh magnums uh yeah what, what, whatever your what <laughs> or even or even or even the mac or even the pads like the the, the sure the, the feminine pads, product the feminine right. product. what yeah. are we talking oh, about it's so embarrassing to have to talk about those. underwear you know maybe whether or not this is an uncomfortable There's conversation it weird. is an uncomfortable conversation it's always a weird huh. disconnect like oh it's so embarrassing to have here, to Cynthia. go up to have to go up to the cash register and pay for those isn't that telling the world like yeah i got to I yes, know. I'm so intimate yeah. with her. I, I, I will I pick uh, these up for. I will give you a real world application. I'll I'll never forget it because it was that so is awkward. A little, I mean, yes, yeah. and this will probably be even worse. But at a, I'll never the Chevron at the corner of Canoga and Ventura <laughs> in the Valley, and had to uh, I had to grab a little something there. And as I paid for it, the guy looks at me and he had a a thick accent. I will try to uh, mimic it. He goes, "Somebody is happy tonight." <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know what? I probably could have done without that, but you're right. I am, uh, I am happy tonight, sir, and uh, yeah, thank you for noticing that. Yeah, don't be shamed. Uh, right. Walk up there with a swag. Oh, no, he had right. a big smile. Like, oh, yeah. somebody oh, is happy tonight. That's yeah. a really good accent. Good job. Oh, yeah, like I said, These are uh, for me, not the maxi pads, the, right. other, the other item. Yeah. All right, next. Uh, next <laughs> what about us? We don't get underwear, too? Yeah, we're, no, yeah I'm where's saying, my underwear? Just at the end it. of each cute. episode, I'd actually we really will like be the awarding the golden underpants. Right. Okay. Whoever. I would like, Dave will be giving I have the out joggers? to They're fans. Like pants. Game worn They're underwear. They're cute <laughs> pants, like full-on pajamas. <laughs> Podcast pants. worn underwear, signed. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. Are you listening? Here you go. Yeah. For you. That's what Handsome and I agreed upon. Yes. I am going, at the start of each show, I will adorn a fresh pair of undies. So there's like two end. times a week we know you're wearing clear. At order. episode's end, whoever is the greatest performer on that show, I will remove said underpants and How fortunate. them to someone. Signed. That is Signed, fortunate right yes. there. Signed underwear. Game one. No wonder me undies is in. Right. No wonder. Work hard, uh, uh, Cindy. Yep. Those <laughs> underpants can be yours. Apply yourself. You All right. All right, Go now ahead. that we got the official <laughs> business out of the way, we can move on with the conference. <clears throat> yes. Uh, next question is, so, you know, there's a lot of great acts that take up residency in Vegas. Which Here, Maurice, you won act? the underpants today. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> Get those there away you from have me. It. Go ahead. Who is the act or performer you'd like to see set up residency in Vegas? Oh. Oh, I didn't expect I like that. that. Nice little fun. wrinkle there. By the way, I think the Raiders, people are skeptical right out of the gate about if you're a, a random tourist, you know, you're from St. Tourist. Yeah, let's say you're from Delaware. Are tourist. you and like, oh, what's what's on the uh, what's 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 available to us this weekend here in uh, Sin City on our visit? Like, oh, there's a, a, a NFL football game. Don't you think people will on a whim? I mean, people who go to Vegas don't necessarily. I think there's I don't think on a whim. I don't think on a whim. I think, I think it it'll be a destination how- trip. And, but the other part of it is because those games are going to be afternoon games. Okay, fine. Isn't everyone so trying to get out of Vegas at that time of day? Ooh, fair Isn't that point. the time that you, you're you like, no, my weekend the game will be is at one o'clock. over. The game will be at 1 Yeah, you're, yeah, you're still catching a 6 o'clock out. Okay. Yeah, you could still do that. I think it'll be, be to, to, to your point, Dave, I think it'll be a uh, whatever that visiting team is. It will be that a destina- destination trip. Oh, the, right. I'm, I live in Cleveland. It's uh, December. And the Browns are playing the Raiders in Las Vegas. Guess what we're doing? 
we're hopping on a bird on Friday and we're going to that Browns Raiders but game I also, on Sunday. But yeah, I agree with you about I think that. That's, that's, where that's more. A lot of that. that that's more. Uh, that's a greater percentage of uh, uh, that, that. That that'll happen more often. But I do also think that you know, there's an what are there like twenty nine or thirty metropolises in the U.S. that have uh, NFL teams. Um, I think we assume I get you know we're spoiled that we well we always have access well not in Los Angeles we have it but in a lot of big cities yeah if we want to go see a football game we can always go and do it people can't do that all over the country all right. over Canada and that's a good point the rest of the world people the novelty of like oh let's you know what let's book our trip now instead of uh, of July let's now do it in, uh, in October and you know what there's a football game let's get tickets to that two rando teams to us we don't care who it My- by the way Arizona if the Cardinals play up there that fan base yep. has an easy yep. trip to make Denver has a relatively I think that's going to be a great success I don't know why that would fit why so many people are saying like I don't know that their fans are going to follow them as you say it's an international brand yeah. my sister lives in Denmark and I and she like her kids get like a week 2031 I don't I don't know the weeks of the year anymore because you know like they, they in Europe it's all done by week 31 week 42 in the is calendar it? yeah so at least in Denmark it is so <laughs> the Europeans is it is <laughs> maybe right. not. in We're England not they're more Europe refined anymore. so <gasps> so anyway so they they always have that like Octoberish break and a couple of times she's come over to see when I was at my former employer Monday Night Football because it was just such a novelty and did, didn't matter who was playing. It didn't matter, you know, what was going on. It, it just was a trip to come and to see Monday Night Football and to be a part of it, to be excited about it. I think that's a Vegas huge... is like Monday Night Football. Oh, but it Vegas is, is like... No, it'll I, bring I think that, that's what you're yeah, saying. Like it's, a, be... it's different than anything else. Handsome. What's the, uh, the, what's act. the act or that you... I think uh, I would like to see... They now have a hockey team. Derek Carr and David Carr make a band together that plays Christian rock and perform on like every night of the week apart from Saturday so that um, Derek is ready to play on Sunday. Like a jars of clay. Right. There you go. <laughs> there you By go. the way, we also now How's have that the NHL's nice... Golden Knights there. Yes. So there's the Golden Knights and the Silver Wasn't Black that, Raiders. Wasn't um, Donald Trump's trip to uh, Moscow? <laughs> Hey now! Big laugh behind the glass. Hey now! Congratulations! The Moscow Golden Knights. Who would win in a fight, a Golden Knight or a Silver and Black Raider? Cynthia, I start with you. Hmm. I think of Army when I think of Golden Knights, because whatever. So Black Knights. Yeah, Black Knights. Golden. I don't know. I I like the Raiders a lot, so I guess I'm gonna have to go with Raider. You think a Raider would win? But I don't think a Raider. An armored. It's like a Viking, isn't it? Isn't like a Raider a, a. a raider, you know, a it's Viking a, guy. It's an no, a, it's like a swashbuckling, like a pirate. Pirate. A pirate. I'm a bad pirate. guy. He's a renegade. Yeah, a pirate. yeah. he's a renegade. Savage. He could, he he's could a savage. Any, he could... doesn't have. He doesn't right. have an honor code to no, abide by. A golden knight has an honor code. Yeah, the they golden knight also like, yeah, yeah, that's not they how kill. we do it. Right. Oh, you didn't right. draw your sword correctly. You know what though? A golden knight is likely in the good graces of the monarchs and the royalty. So they're probably well fed. They're trained. They're covered in armor. They've got the finest weaponry. They'll have a, Scrappy they'll have and a couple mean of valets yeah. to, to close Scrappy them. and mean. Pirates are probably, they got scurvy. You know, they're, uh, they're a bit of a mess. Maybe they them with some scurvy. Just I think they just get sliced up by the Golden Knight. It's possible. That's me. I am inclined to agree with money because, of course, this is a trained soldier. You know, like you said, uh, Cindy. You know, there's a, there's a, this is a trained, well, he, uh, right. no stranger to this, uh, to this sword. You know, he's used it. He's, right. he's seen uh, fields of battle in his day. You know, but, and he has the armor, so that you think, wow, that's that where, gives that's a, where I separate. That's the advantage. However, in every movie that has knights in it, 
it seems like that armor is easily pierced. Right. So I always have felt that it's a bit of a detriment. Why are they? Why were they always doing in medieval days? Like, wait, I can't have a war, can't have a battle till I get my armor on. Me too. I'll see you in about a half hour after Sword we all ribs. suit up. Then they go out there and then they just stab each other through the through the armor. How about cut out the middleman? Just go out there and fight. Maybe I don't know, but maybe a pirate has a musket. Go right through that awesome. cannon. I think the other and thing like is, a knight, you basically when you get that armor yeah, I mean, on, I can't really. I'm not you're like a robot, right? You know, you're basically like you have the you have the uh, pliability of a robot. A golden knight also robot. suggests that he may have like he may not be worthy of the position he's been handed. The oh, you're a gold. You know, you're the your dad was a golden knight. His dad was you're a golden knight as well. And it's like I'm kind of soft. I've been coddled, but I'm a golden knight. See, if that's you're a, a guy. Pirate, but a raider. This is a, a raider. Career choice. Yeah, a ra- yeah you, right. you a raider. You know, you fell into that profession, and you're pretty damn good at it. And Probably a bad get, person. You yeah, know. you're a bad guy. You, uh, you'll go the extra length. Yeah. You'll you'll pick up that handful of dirt and throw it right, in the guy's eyes and not be not care if you're called a cheater. I always wonder too when you see that, like the pirate, he gets that big cutlass. And then the guys who fight him usually have that needle. Mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't you feel bad about if you had the needle to fight a cutlass? Now, the knight, he probably has a proper sword, yeah. you know, like a two-hander. Oh, you like know he does. He has like a He's two-hander. A he right. swings around. That's a tough fight. It is. It's a tough call because you do have the reduced mobility for the knight. He does have the extra armor. That's a great question. But we're land-based in Las Vegas. There are no bodies of water around. So these pirates, if you think about making the journey from the Pacific Ocean, they're going to be fatigued. They're going to be Ontario. Think about how much a pirate's going to love Vegas. A golden knight is on a horse. A pirate is is a a ship-bearing beast. I mean, he's going to get a plane. He's going to land at Long Beach and then get on a plane from from Long Beach Airport. They don't don't know what planes are. <laughs> they're coming off that ship and they're walking. I see. Have we okay. come up with an answer yet for the act we'd like to see? You have the car, brother. The car, uh, brothers. Uh, Neil Diamond. <laughs> he hasn't done a residence in Vegas, has he? I don't think he has. I don't know that. Let's he go, has. Neil Diamond. Yeah, Neil Diamond. That's sure. a good chip. That's right? a good pick. Cindy. Uh, Bruno Mars. Mine was more of a real, a real answer. Neil Diamond. <laughs> really? Like, that's not a real answer? Like, you would go see Bruno Mars over Neil with... Diamond if given like the choice peppy. in Las Vegas? You kidding it me? It makes me think of, like, this. I think they should have, like, a maybe, you know what they should do is they should reenact all of the Super Bowl halftime shows. That could be the residency. Mm, How about the Beatles opening for Led Zeppelin? Done and done. That okay. one seems that's that fine. One seems if you could see like that, right? with the Cobb members. Brothers somewhere in there. Uh, just to feel like, like oh, well, this is pie in the sky. I'm not. Uh, well, what's wrong? So is the Cobb Brothers. It's As always, exactly the like rules that. change once, once Jack answers. Yeah, um, oh, Paul McCartney. Come on. I'm fatigued on Paul McCartney already. Right. All right. Let's skip there. the. I don't care about the Beatles. All right. How about this? The Ramones opening for Led Zeppelin. That'd be a fun. But now you're bringing back people from the dead. Right. I thought this was currently like right. we can book a right. residency in Vegas. You understand whatever Elvis. you answer here is not, not actually going to come to pass Elvis. in all likelihood. Are you sur- are you sure? It's like 60/40 that it won't. All right, fine. You play your game, I'll play mine. Next question. One more, one more in the producer conference. <laughs> they did not want one more. Are we so, done? Is that yeah, the end think, of the producer conference? Yeah, I think we should move on to the legal leagues. Okay, I want to get one more opinion on this unless we've already had this conversation. Forgive me. The other thing is, so the the news on Monday uh, is that the Broncos are out, essentially, of the Romo sweepstakes. And uh, Jeff Darlington, our pal here, formerly of NFL, now at ESPN, reports something that I've said now for a couple of months, that it's the Texans or that's it. It's, it's or TV. Te- 
Texans or, or TV? Or TV. Texans right. or shame the devil. The Broncos were never a a, a realistic uh, landing spot for him. But the question, so he now Elway has announced we're we're just going to go Simeon or Paxton Lynch. If Simeon wins the gig again here in the 21st century, when first round draft picks start immediately or almost immediately, does this equal Paxton Lynch being a bust, an underrated bust? Also one that Jerry Jones coveted, wound up, it got lucky, he got Dak Prescott, but he wanted Paxton Lynch. Where do we come down on Paxton Lynch here in uh, in late March 2017? Cindy, I start with you. I don't think Paxton Lynch will be the starter this year. All right, so that's bad then. So that was not a good pick to make. Uh, I, in the first I don't round. know. You're, I give people three years. So when you look at the trajectory of quarterbacks, I mean, some quarterbacks like, you know, you could say Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, sitting behind Brett Favre for so long. So obviously Trevor Simeon, 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 right? Simeon, we right. should say Simeon. it, right? So however, he obviously is not Brett Favre, but you're sitting behind someone. I don't know. You have to give them at least three years of their development before you know who they are. I, I don't think that I, that argument would hold more water if it was again back to the name we already invoked, Jay Cutler. Like Jay Cutler, as flawed as he is, is like all right. Well, Jay Cutler, I can still see rolling with. That's, I agree right. with you. I think there are plenty of teams that should go get Cuddy. I don't, yes. as I've said repeatedly, they will. Someone will. The Jaguars is a great spot for him. All right, and at minimum, we're going to have a battle here, Blake. You and Cuddy. I don't know that Cutler would care about that, would care to be a part of something like that. But you owe it to your fan base at this point. With anyway, I don't want to get into the Jaguars uh, conversation again. But the but the point is, if Simeon, who is who whose ceiling seems to be relatively apparent now, we've seen what he is. He's not. He's, he's had a couple good games, a couple he bad games, and a lot Aaron of okay Rodgers is not who he emerges as over the course of a no, season. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you have to give someone three years, like. With Paxton Lynch, you have to give him three years. In the 21st century, in the age of free agency, when you have to make a decision on a guy in three years, years yeah, three for that fourth-year contract, it, uh, it's that a wasted first-round pick if if the first two years are are, are are red shirts for a guy. That's not a good that that equals bust Wait, in my. I met Paxton Lynch last year. He came he came to ESPN when I was there, and I watched all of his film and how many short passes he threw. And they you have you were in a situation where you have John Elway. Well, that's a good person to learn from. I don't. I'm not ready to call him a bust yet. Not right. not less than 12 months since he was drafted. Money right. and I, I I found him to be a charming fellow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mentioned he, you know he came him. out of that spread. It was more of like an Oklahoma style spread. Yeah, Memphis um, did not play did not play a pro style no. offense. Right. So, at all. but then again, who does really? In Correct. College, I'm, not, so. I'm not knocking him for that. So, I'm just but what I'm like, saying is, there time. are other players that have come out of. Various spread style offenses. Well, I agree. I think he's Colin Kaepernick excel. is who I think he is. Yeah. What? It's um. No. It, he's a lot bigger. Like he, like if, just if, dimension wise. Here's the thing with Paxton. Thin, though. But. He's not Jared Goff. He wasn't drafted number one. He's not Robert Griffin the third. You didn't trade a bounty. Right. You did that for Goff as well. You know, you moved up a little bit to get him, but it was a back end of the first round kind of deal, and you get a little bit more leeway with those. You recognize, hey. He's going to get taken at the top of the second. We're going to have to get in here if we want him, even though that's kind of where we'd like to get him, where Kaepernick sat behind Alex Smith and, you know, then eventually was comfortable enough to move in. So I, I'm with Cynthia, I think. I think I, I hold out, see if he can take that job halfway through the season maybe or something like that yeah. before I'm, I'm ready to say I, I also don't think – I think if Simeon had been bad last year, then he probably would be playing at the beginning of the season. But he did well enough to at, with least, that earn, defense. To at right. least earn another four that to six off, games. That line? Oof. Right. Yeah. 
to earn maybe four to six more games and then maybe pack. Last Simeon's thing, you disagree? Great, Simeon's a great backup. He's a he's the perfect backup. So if you're having him start a little bit to get yeah. Paxton Lynch some time, like you're just reversing the order. What you don't want to do good. is start Paxton Lynch at the beginning of the 2017 season and then four games in go, Anna, we need to go back right. to the other guy. You'd right. much rather do it the other, the other way around. Um, you disagree with my comp, though, uh, Cindy. I do. Why? They're, they have almost identical body types. 6'6", six, 6'5"-ish, six, six, thin guys. Big arms. Wonky, wonky, but, uh, but big arms. Colin, Both can run. Colin Kaepernick's ability, his athletic ability, when you see the, his ability to yeah. run back and he's, forth. He's his, a supreme he's, athlete. He's a running back. I mean, he's not a running – obviously, he's not as big as a running back, but he can – he can he had that mobility. I've never seen on any film Paxton Lynch. He's not that kind of he's, – he's more of a pocket passer. He doesn't have that kind of ability to get hit, get up, somehow get out of 16 tackles, make some throw. You're like, well, okay. You know, like you forget. All right. Colin so then Kaepernick what, so then- in that, that playoff year, the Super Bowl run year, I mean, that is a different – that's a different thing. I completely agree with you, and I say it all the time, but that game in the stick when they're playing the mighty Packers and Colin Kaepernick is running away from Clay Matthews and company, I remember in that moment feeling like, well, pro football has changed forever. Now all the assumptions I have, this will never be the same, and now we're back to – Paxton Lynch. I mean, they might, they're both thin. Paxton Lynch but what happened? They're but both what, thin, but that's, that, is, that, that is where it ends. I know, but so Paxton Lynch, as of right now, is closer to a starting job than Colin Kaepernick. So what happened to the uh, alleged infatuation that Elway had with Cap one year ago? Why aren't they? Why aren't the Broncos going to get Cap right now? Because I think if you look at what Elway's done, he tries to put people in molds. So you're trying. You'd have to. It's a totally different style, right? If you're if you're teaching your wide receivers and your running backs how to play with a more of a pocket passer, it makes more sense to have two people who have more of a similar style. You have to totally. Re- configure your offense. I mean, right. the, the magic like of Cap playing. was done with Harbaugh. You know, he put him right. in a position to have those. I called that game against the Packers, by the way, and it was because it opened the season. I mean, it was something to kid? behold. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I, no, I'm I talking does, about the playoff. Oh, you're talking about the playoff. The I was talking about the season game. opener, right, Got when it. they were supposed to uh, exact their revenge and Kaepernick right. just wrecked shop again. Um, the, the thing that Harbaugh did, and, and this is a conversation for you to have with someone like Daniel that, that knows better than, than I, but Watching all of those games, and I called a bunch of his games, it was really just one route. I mean, it was right. just a seam route. You've got that big arm, throw it over the top, drop it in between the middle, and otherwise, short, quick dumps. And if those aren't there, see you later with your four-four speed. Right. And, and he would kill so, it with Vernon Davis. So that's remember that playoff. Yes, just right. him attacking time and time, right field, in the middle right. of the field. And in and, and the, the problem with signing Kaepernick is you can't sign him as a backup. You have to com- commit to an offensive coordinator that's going to design a style of offense that everybody's right. on the same page, and that's going to be then, your only guy. Only if he's not minute, willing to be minute, a backup. If he would accept that role. But, but, even but if he that, comes he in, now everything changes. Everything, right. everything changes. Right. That's Who's too that much for, that's too, I, And that's why I don't – it's not that, that I don't think – look, I think Kaepernick should be starting. I'm, not, I, I'm all for him. He should be on a team. He's better than many of the starters that we have slated right now. But that's a different conversation. When you're coming – when you're designing your offense, you don't want to have to be like – you'd like your backup and your – starting quarterback to be more similar in style so that your running backs and your wide receivers don't have as much of a like you know a learning curve when they I get it but I think it puts way more pressure the example I keep using is the Pittsburgh Steelers what if with Ben Roethlisberger inevitably gets hurt in the middle of a game all of a sudden hey here's Colin Kaepernick deal with that defense completely different now what are you gonna there's nothing you could do I wouldn't but but I do want to point out you mentioned he's better than all those quarterbacks than a number of quarterbacks. remember the last two seasons these are coaches 
that are losing, that know their job is on the line. He's been beaten out by Blaine Gabbert. Last two seasons, not because of his politics, not because no, of anything, not but do. because he could not beat out Blaine Gabbert. So just remember, I, practice habits, the way an offense operates with somebody, he won one game last year. For all of those stats, that guy won a but, single but game with, out of 11. Depending on each coach, each like um, Adam Gase made Jay Cutler – Way better. Okay, he right? had already gone so, to an NFC Championship but, game. Correct. So, but, but, oh, it's I mean, not like Colin he didn't Kaepernick's have any success. Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Colin Kaepernick went to a Super Bowl and then all of a sudden saw three coaches give up on him. So There's what does that tell you about know. that guy? Think about this, too. What if Kaepernick – you talking about the – I love to play the what-if game, as you know. What if – that pass in New Orleans against the Ravens. What if that ball elevates an extra foot and Crabtree catches, catches it, it and they're and the world champs champion. there? Where is Colin Kaepernick now? How different is our perception of him? Is he still getting beaten out by Blaine Gabbert? He is would, Harbaugh still in San Francisco because he won a Super Bowl? And you can't a run a Super Bowl champion out Let's of Let's have time. that right. conversation at a yep. later date. That's a wrap on the producer conference. Really quick. Well, you know what? Emma VP, what's the call here? You want to just quick. go to Mean Joe here? I think so, since we've talked about it, and then we also talked about it last week. I know, but I also thought, well, we'll do that. I want to also, I think we should just give Mean Joe to the people on its own, too. Mm-hmm. We'll put it in this show, but I think I've now hyped it enough. I just want to give it. It's a, it's an extra gift to people. Okay. Except to Ravens fans. They won't like it. Or Browns. They'll le- or Browns. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mean Joe. I don't want to. <laughs> don't spoil it. Mean Joe, Mean Tease Joe, it. come on, Mean Joe, come does, on, mean Joe did have uh, 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 one moment at the end that really uh, delighted me. Um, League of Leagues, when do we want to review the League of Leagues? Do we want to give uh, Cindy an extra couple days to synthesize it before she has to make? What do you picks? think, Cynthia? I'm, I have, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of questions. I okay, look back so you're not scoring. ready to to evaluate. The scoring is so confusing because I I don't even understand your first round pick. So that's what I have to go back and understand the scoring. You don't understand my pick of Jose Altuve. I had the 13th pick in a 14 team draft. LeBron James went after. Right. You think I should have taken LeBron? If it's standard score, if it's standard baseball scoring versus not with standard. all the rest LeBron's been taking lately. Now I'm feeling sad. Oh. Yeah, LeBron, this is for next year. LeBron will be that much older. This is a, a keeper but I, league. But, but again, this I is go also back to a the, keeper league. Don't I go, forget. I go back to the whole Altuve's thing. Altuve's a young man. Uh, but, you know, I LeBron. Go back, at, at most, he's getting five at bats a game. We'll talk about this at a later. I don't date. even get it. Like, that's at most. Emma VP, before we get to Mean Joe, the best position group of all time bracket. You can track it at, uh, at Damashek on Twitter. There's also a page for it, too, right, Emma VP? There's not. It is just on your Twitter. Oh, okay. Ooh. So you can uh, you Twitter can look exclusive. At we went from 32 down to this. Our four remaining groups. Here's our first show. With, like with the four remaining What the ones, hell am I missing? Where is Corey Seeger? Yeah. Look at how look. At, I mean, I'm so confused by some of this. Fifth well, you, round. You get a crazy I'm spread in these with, with money. You weird. get a crazy spread because it's what is your priority? Football. But, because you're also addressing simultaneously in this draft. You're drafting your NFL team, your baseball team, and right. your NBA. Team. But their wide receivers like don't come. On, I don't even understand. I don't even, where's David Johnson? He's there. Oh, okay, here he is. Okay, good. Where's he go? Second round? No, no, first round. I, I was went Zeke. I went Zeke second round. That was a steal, don't you think? I agree with that one. That one was a steal. But, like, some of these people just play so many more games. Like, DeMarcus Cousins, how's he a second rounder? Listen, this is the – maybe you don't understand this, and maybe the audience doesn't <laughs> understand this. These are three independent leagues 
You're trying to win each league. You try to win each league. It's like a decathlon, except uh, it's a triathlon. You, I get right. it, but then why aren't you pitchers high? You can win the individual but event, then, but not win the overall. Why pick. is Clayton Kershaw a second rounder then? Clayton Kershaw is a great pick. But he is still the first. He is still the first pitcher off the board. What I'm getting at with Corey get, Seager is I'm seeing my, how, how a you, good. I don't know. Altuve ten, ten position players ahead of Corey freaking Seager. That's what I blows debate, me down. I Where's that Kyle Schwarber? Where's Seager Kyle Schwarber? Jose Altuve. Yeah, but then he goes all the way to the fifth round. I mean, you're thinking about taking him with a first rounder, but I see what you're saying. You've got to populate your basketball team, your football no, I, team. I, I understand. Right. But so I'm, you get these wild yeah, uh, wait times on certain on certain names. But right. like Mookie Betts, come on, who picked Mookie Betts? Mookie Betts is the first like rounder, second in fantasy. But you went no. Correa in the third, so he couldn't have been your debate in the first what round. If you even if you went Correa, what I if got you the, want a no, rookie? I got, I got the uh, double play combo there: Correa and yeah. Altuve for Astros. It's a lot of Astros. Go Astros. What if you want a rookie? We, well, Ooh, that, that's the supplemental draft for the NFL. We'll have right. a, our You'll supplemental. Have a separate supplement. Yeah, we'll have okay. a supplemental. I, I, we'll talk about it. Kershaw. Yeah. Meantime. Best position group of all time bracket: Packers QB Star Favre, Rogers Dickey versus Colts QBs Unitas Manning, Luck, Burt Jones. Who do we all think wins? I mean, it's a route. Packers. It's, Packers. Yeah, it's a it's a Packers. Route. The voters agree with you. The Was Packers it? move on to the final, where they will face either the Bears middle linebackers Butkus, Singletary, Erlacher, George. That's a much or, tougher one. Or that the Forty Niners QBs Montana Young, Tittle. John Brody, Cindy, how do you think this one works out? Bears, because that's such an obscure position to ha- to be that deep. I'm rooting in, for that just so we have Mike's. more than it's it not just win. a QB battle. I'm sure it didn't. It didn't. I mean, how, how yeah, many Super no Bowl, ring, how many Super Bowl rings did those four stars get you? Montana trumps everything there. I mean, it, that, that'll be another lopsided vote. It'll be right. 49ers QBs in a row. But I think, I don't know, I like at least, I, I think next year you got to line them up by positions, at least until like the Elite Eight. I, I don't uh, disagree with you. Uh, MOVP. The voters went with the 49ers. Yeah. Oh, close yeah. one. So it was close. That sets it, it up. Was 57%. Oh, yeah. I voted like 80 times. So it is the San Francisco 49ers QBs versus the Green Bay Packers QBs for the all-time greatest position group in NFL history. Cast your vote now. At Damashek. We also we have to do our uh, – Hey, I may I ask a question? Yes. Were these four – when we talked about this for the first time about it, about six weeks ago, were these the four that were chosen then by you to talk – I'm pretty sure that the, it, when we first talked about it, these were the four that you'd given us as a choice. So you've biased the voters. No, I don't no, think I'm so because we, we talked about – No, I'm saying we it down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we were hip listen, on he's Steelers. A fan. The reason you know this is real is because there's no Steelers. Right. <laughs> well, we did talk about the Steelers wide receivers. Uh, we felt like that was a real contender. Cowboys running backs was a strong group. Bears running backs was a strong group. Matsui. Um, yeah. Matsui. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think so, but yeah. So, but, uh, but anyway, now we are down to our final two, and that's that. Now it is time. We also – Handsome doesn't like when we do this every year, but I do before the real draft happens. I do want to do the all-time draft of 2017. I think we should conduct it here live. Do the thirty-two picks. Shit. Where, where is this PPR? No. What the league of leagues? Yes. All right, we're gonna dig in on that uh, later in the week or maybe early next week. In the meantime, at long last, it is time for Dave DeKibitz. Like I tell Mean Joe, as you'll hear. Mean Joe. I don't get nervous. Joe. I don't. I don't get nervous to talk to you schnooks or any pro football guy who comes in here. I don't care. What? What? what who are you? You're a human being. I do get I do get nervous when I have to talk to supremely funny comedians. That that I get nervous for. But um 
But outside of that, I don't get nervous to talk to football players. Mean Joe is an exception. He is the legend in Pittsburgh sports, save perhaps Mario Lemieux and Roberto Clemente. If they had a a Mount Rushmore for Pittsburgh athletes, uh, surely Mean Joe would be on it. So it was a great thrill to catch up with him in front of his new book. Where uh, give me the name of uh, give me the name of the book. It's embarrassing. I mentioned it on the show. <laughs> I mentioned it in the interview. But I, I you are a pro, Dave. Wait, I got it in my bag here. Wait, I'm thinking. Let me get my bag here. I'm going to pull out this book. I got the book. <laughs> yeah, name. Built by football. Here it is. Mean Joe Green along with John Finkel, my main man. Here it is, my conversation with Mean Joe. Take it away, Dave. Well, listen, I don't get nervous to talk to many celebrities, many pro football players, but of course – when I am confronted on the telephone even by the cornerstone of the greatest defense that pro football has ever seen, it's the 10-time Pro Bowler, the two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Four rings on his fingers. Yeah, he wanted that one for his thumb, but Roethlisberger and everybody else helped him out a couple of generations later. Now he's the author of Built by Football. It is Mean Joe Green. How are you, sir? I'm great. I do like that intro with uh, could be the best defense that ever was. I like the sound of that. Well, I you know listen, I witnessed it at least the the back half of it. I was uh, I, I, my age prevented me from watching and viscerally experiencing Super Bowls nine and ten. But by the end of uh, the 70s, I was there in Three River Stadium in January when you were beating the Oilers in consecutive title games and beyond. And uh, so, like I say, a thrill to speak with you. But where do you come down on that? Are the Steelers the greatest defense your eyes have ever seen? Well, I was quite proud of uh, of that team for sure. But, you know, um, it's tough for me to kind of to say that we're the best ever because it was just during a, a slice of time in the history of the National Football League, and I tend to to, to place teams in their time when they're competing, and uh, that's why I say that. Uh, no doubt about it. I'm proud of, of of what we accomplished as a unit and as a football team, but uh, I do know that I just have to give respect to the people that played also. I hear you, and it and it makes sense. the The case that I always make for the '70 Steelers is is that if you rank out the let's say ten best Super Bowl era teams, you would certainly put in there the '70s Cowboys, the '70s Raiders, the '70s Dolphins, and who stood head and shoulders above all those Titanic teams? The '70s Steelers. That's who. That's why they're the best. Who was the '90s? <laughs> who was who was the who was the San Francisco 49ers arch rival for all that time? They didn't have one. It's a same thing. Ali was heightened by Frazier's existence. The Steelers were heightened by the Cowboys' existence, and so on. Well, you make a compelling argument, and I'm not going to argue with that. Thank you. Not at all. <laughs> so we're in lockstep then. <laughs> Let's then turn a little bit negative here. Uh, Mr. Green, and uh, and talk about the one thing. I like to play what if a lot. What if one play had gone this way? What's the one game that, if you have one, that sort of knocks around in your head and say, man, I wish we could have that one back? Well, uh, that what if is, is very difficult, you know, because <laughs> uh, we can all do that. Uh, the Cowboys can say a lot of what if about the games that we played them in the Super Bowl. But uh, going along with the what if, uh, 
scenario, I'd say uh, maybe going back to our, our football game against uh, against the Oakland Raiders mm-hmm. when we were trying to get three in a row when um, when we didn't have Franco and Rocky in the backfield, and I'd say, what if uh, they hadn't gotten hurt in the the game against Baltimore? Maybe we would have had a chance to 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 go to three Super Bowls in a row. Well, my father will uh, be pleased to to hear when he's listening to this, which he surely is, to learn that uh, Mean Joe Green and he share the same opinion. My father, like <laughs> like so many Pittsburgh uh, sports fans, go on and on about that '76 team. That was the best of the of the whole lot, and that's saying quite a thing. What do you? Watching you, I look back at you. I watched on NFL Network a football life and beyond. And, uh, you know, like I say, I mean, that's not hyperbole to call you the cornerstone. All Steelers, past and present, do, you know, they, they talk about Mean Joe Green with a different tone in their voice. And they will say he was the key to those Super Bowl years. And I, when I see you with that gray face mask versus the black face mask <laughs> later in your when you I always tell people, if you see Mean Joe Green and he's got the gray face mask on, you will never see a more dominant defensive lineman in, uh, in history. But also when you look back at those highlights, you'll see you periodically throw an elbow at a guy or maybe kick or something like that. What do you make of legends like you and Deacon Jones and Jack Lambert, luminaries for all of time, but now, in today's game, if anybody did that, they would be called dirty and they should be run out of the game. Where do you come down on all that stuff? I come down on it. I disagree completely. Uh, I know specifically that when I reacted that way, I was always provoked. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I don't even have to know the circumstances. I'm just agreeing with you on this. <laughs> and I would, and I would say I was uh, a little younger and uh, and a quite bit more uh, immature. Uh, you know, Chuck gave me a, gave me a couple of talks about that, and eventually, I think I started to listen. Why is it you mentioned uh, you mentioned Chuck Knoll, and I think in the in the lineage of all time great head coaches, for some reason, you'll hear Landry, and uh, you'll hear. Um, you know, any number of other guys invoked along now with uh, with Belichick. Why do you suppose there's been, you know, there's been some books recently and biographies about uh, about Chuck Knoll. Was it his sort of unique personality that keeps people from sort of ranking him among the all-time great coaches? You know, I would have to go along with that. Um, you know, Chuck respected uh, the game. And he always felt that it was the players that, that played the game and they're the ones that should get all the accolades. And mm. um, I think that's why he never tried to to um, to put himself above the team, uh, to talk about himself in a in glorying ways, a uh, glorified ways, uh, as his, as a head coach. Um, I say that because um, I remember once uh, during my career, uh, Chuck was asked about uh, why didn't he do commercials, and he felt that those, uh, because the players' careers were so short, he thought things like that should have been just for the purvey of 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 of, 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 the, of the players. And uh, you know, he he had a he had a, 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 
an ad where he did a T-shirt for uh, uh, Pittsburgh National Bank, and he was he was kind of embarrassed by that. Hmm. <laughs> well, he was just a he was a quiet man that uh, you know actually when he did speak, you know people listened. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously a different time, but the architect of at least uh, you make a strong argument, the greatest team of all time. I I, I feel he deserves uh, a little bit more. Now, of course, you did a, a, a famous commercial or two um, yourself there. What about, though, let's talk about the football of it, and how has defensive philosophy changed from when you were playing to – 21st century ball. It occurs to me that guys these days are trying to create turnovers much more than they are trying to just shut down. The the Steelers of the 70s, the Bears of the 80s, they would just they would they would just give you no oxygen and they would uh, you know not let you get the double digits on the scoreboard. Seems like now that's changed. They're just more trying to turn you over and limit your your possessions. Is that right? Well, um, the games have changed a little bit. Uh... You know, defensively, I would say back during the 70s, uh, defenses could could pack it in a little bit because the emphasis was primarily on running the football. Mm. Although there were some, were some uh, prolific quarterbacks and receivers during that time. Um, but when we had three, when we faced three wide receivers, that was a lot. And it was just almost unheard of of seeing five receivers as a, as a defender. Hmm. So I guess what they're doing now is they're making the defense, making the defense defend the entire field vertically and uh, horizontally. And I think that that spreads the defense out a little bit and makes it a little bit more difficult to get to the ball. So when you get there, you want to, you want to take it. And that's always been, the defense's uh, goal is to take the football from the offense. But they have made it a little more difficult. It seems to me, and uh, if I haven't made it clear, I was rooting for black and gold since uh, I, I, uh, my, I became conscious. But uh, <laughs> I still always do try to be honest about these things. And to me, and I don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but do you recall the 1979 season? The best team in the AFC that year to me seemed to be the San Diego Chargers. And they took it to you guys real good in San Diego in early December. Yes, they did. Do yes, you? I did. mean, did you guys in the locker room in that divisional round, the Oilers went to San Diego. I think that just classic, let's take the game off. Uh, Dan Pastorini's not playing. Earl Campbell's not playing. Ken Burrow's not playing. We got these guys, and they just didn't show up for the game. Did you guys have a sense of relief? When uh, when the Oilers knocked them off in that divisional round the week before you guys took them down in Pittsburgh, I don't know about the rest of the team, but I did. <laughs> uh, I think we were going to play at home, regardless of who won the ball game. I don't I don't know that. I don't recall, but yeah, uh, I don't know that for sure. But uh, we had a very difficult time of defending uh, uh, Fouts and, and and Jefferson and. That big running back they had, Monsey, mm-hmm. and they had a very good offensive line. So they they beat us up pretty good. And uh, when Houston went out there, you know, I, it's amazing that you would talk about this game because that particular game I was watching when we played them. I watched and I thought I had a tail when they were going to throw the football or when they were going to run it. And when I figured it out, it was 
pretty much too late for us to to uh, uh, to capitalize on it. So I did send it. I, some, I can't remember how I got it to Houston, but I got it to Houston. And I don't know if that ever played into. <laughs> you got it to Bum? You sent Bum a message? <laughs> I think you know it's so many years. Bye, but I did. I did uh, tell them what I thought and what I saw on tape. Uh, so, you know, and, uh, whether foot- that had an impact, I don't know. Plenty of fun to be had in 21st century football, but there's just there's a real dearth of uh, head coaches wearing 10 gallon hats and cowboy boots on the sidelines. We need to bring someone back like Bum doing that. That was your that was your arch rival. Last couple things for you. I don't want to hold you up uh, too much longer here. But last thing we talk about the Oilers game the week before we may as well pay it off. Mike Renfro. That wasn't that wasn't a catch, right? Well, uh, I don't think so, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, at the moment, at that time when it happened and we, they were discussing it, I just said to the officials, give them the touchdown so we can play the game. Give it to them. It's Love not it. going to matter anyway. And that was my feeling on it. I love that attitude. That's what I say to everybody who points that one out and says the Steelers got lucky in that one. It merely would have tied the game, Mean Joe. Same thing as exactly. uh, same thing as Jackie Smith the season before. If he had oh, caught that one, that would have that was my next. That was the that next. That would have tied the game. It. Everybody acts like that would have put the Steelers <laughs> down three touchdowns or something. That would have oh, evened oh. the score up. <laughs> See, we agree. It's amazing. Who was you the most a fan? That's, you are a fan. I am that. Uh, who yes, was you your are. favorite Steeler to play with as a as a personality, so many big personalities in that locker room. Well, the, the guy that I always, uh, LC, you know, we played uh, 13 years together, and no way that my career could have been been to the heights that it was without LC. It was it was just so wonderful to to line up next to him, and we 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 felt as one, we thought as one, and we were we were in sync. I'll but tell it was you, great plan with all of those guys. Well, I, you know, I, I, I had the, uh, the great uh, pleasure to talk to Dwight White uh, within a year before he passed away, and he was uh, just a delightful, uh, delightful man oh, yeah. as well. Great sense of oh, humor yeah. and everything else. Um, yeah, and L.C. Greenwood to me with the gold shoes, the high tops and everything else, those stood out. But I go back, I'm, I'm, uh, you say I'm a fan. I go back and I look at those. I watched that uh, divisional round game in Denver that you guys really were in that game for a long while and maybe could have won that one. I watched these, uh, these Oilers title games. And one thing that jumps out to people who may not, you know, I look at 75 and I watch 58 and 47, the dominant guys out there. But I'll tell you what jumps out is how great, Elsie Greenwood was, and when you make your list of guys who belong in the Hall of Fame, I think he deserves a gold jacket to go along to match with those uh, those gold shoes, number sixty-eight. Absolutely, um, you know I had the good fortune of being on the senior committee a couple of years, a couple of times when Elsie's name came up, and uh, I would doubt that anyone, any Hall of Famer that went into the Hall of Fame had someone to speak on his behalf that had the credentials that I had, meaning that I played with the guy for 13 years, side by side, and if anyone would know him, I think it would be me. And just because we were partners and we were teammates doesn't mean I was going to stand in there and lie for him. And that's, that's a little bit of a disappointment for me that I was not believable. 
Yeah, I, I, you would think uh, that. Uh, yeah, that would that would be enough to sway the room if you get if seventy five stands up and announces this has to be. Who, who would uh, who would say no to that? I can't imagine. One last thing for you. Let's transition to the twenty first century for the younger people out there. I feel it, <laughs> but again, it pains me to say this, Mean Joe. But well, just as the, the Browns and Steelers are not a rivalry. Why? Because the Steelers always beat the Browns in any game of import. Same goes for the Bengals. Now in the 21st century, like it or not, the Steelers and Patriots aren't rivals because the Patriots always win the game of import. What do you say about that, Mean Joe? Who would ever thought that, huh? I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it either. I don't like it either. Um, it's... Um, you know, uh, I, I I look at the Patriots and I look at uh, that the coach and how they run their operations. It's it seems to me that uh, I'm I'm kind of familiar with with that uh, with their mo, the way they go about doing their business. You see some similarities uh, between that and uh, you know uh, way back when when you were winning the four out of six. Just doing what they do, huh. doing what they do, and. And and when you when you shut down one phase that if you're lucky enough, there's another phase that corresponds to to that phase. It, it's not at, it's not something health or skeletal. It's in line with with their whole system. You know, if you defend one aspect of it, you can't defend the other. And and that's uh, when I'm looking at it. That's that's the way I see it. And and defensively, they they go out and they. They have uh, different players every year, and but they always seem to to come right back and end up playing in the championship games. So um, I'm not saying I'm fond of them, but I like them a whole lot. I understand what you mean. That, next yeah. year, next January 2018, when before the Steelers and Patriots inevitably play again in the postseason, maybe Mean Joe pays a visit to the locker room for the Steelers and lets those Steelers know that they're just the latest in a long chain of football dominance. And Mean Joe and company aren't going to stand for the Patriots' dominance anymore. How say you, Mean Joe Green? You got it. It's an attitude. That's right. Refuse to be denied. You That's got right. it. Yeah, Tom Brady doesn't want Mean Joe bearing down on him. All right, listen, Mean Joe Green, built by football. Um, you, by the way, mutual pal of ours, John Finkel, uh, helped out with the writing of this. You can buy the book on Amazon. The forewords are written by the great Franco Harris and the great Dan Rooney, who is a great human being on top of uh, one of the great Absolutely. owners in uh, in sports history. I encourage all Steelers fans to go out and get it. Maybe Browns fans, too. You might learn a thing or two about how to do it the right oh, way. No. No, 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 no. We don't want them getting it. I love it. You're not allowed to buy the book, Browns fans. You either, Bengals, right? You got it. You're You're, right. You're banned. You heard that? Mean Joe's banning you from buying his book. I love it. I love it. All right, and so many great stories in there about uh, how Mean Joe impressed his coaches back uh, when he was at North Texas and uh, his old his old pal from middle school, Speedy. So many great yarns all about uh, the life of, uh, of really one of the great luminaries in pro football's history. Mean Joe Green, built by football. Thank you so much for the time, sir. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure speaking with you. A real fan. All right. Take good care, sir. Thank you.
I like that. What do you think? I'm gonna. I I am gonna. Don't even stock it. Amazon. Here's your zip codes. Black it out. No shipments (laughs) to Cleveland or Cincinnati. Not happening. I love it. That's the great. I, I I'm I, I hereby if you cross me, I'm gonna ban you from listening to this right. show. So if you if that's you should what you ban want. a couple of states now preemptively. Well, you know what? I, I I'm tickled by by uh, Bengals fans. I mean, me and Joe and I don't park our cars in the same garage on that. I like Bengals fans having to be tormented until right. they actually beat the Steelers in a game of significance. This podcast serves to mock them, you know, but, but, uh, but I do <laughs> banning people from buying your book, their priorities. Yeah. Sales are nice. A little extra, a little extra moolah in your pocket is nice, but wouldn't it be great though. Like if you, you know, let's say you're a Steelers fan, you live in Cincinnati, you go to buy the book, you punch in your address and just this banner comes up. I'm sorry. We can't, Ship to that zip code. <laughs> you, you would feel pretty good about that. You know what? Way to go, Mean Joe. Also, Mean Joe, that to me is a revelation that he contacted someone in the Oilers organization to tell them the tell that he picked up against the Chargers. Does that happen more in the 21st century or less? Because that sounds scandalous. Yes. Not scandalous, but I feel like 21st uh, century guys are like, oh, you know what this QB likes to do? He beat us this week. You know, why do you think Bill Belichick's constantly bringing in guys who've been cast off by the team he's playing right. next week? He wants to know everything. He mine them for as much information as they can. Of course that happens. Yeah. I don't believe it. Maybe it doesn't happen any more than it used to, but it happens. Anyway, great thrill to talk to uh, Mean Joe Green. Go oh. get that book. And it was a great thrill to talk to uh, Cindy Freeland, Handsome Hank, Monarch. and Matt Money Smith. Monarch. 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 Not Monarch. 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 Because you know my daughter's high school mascot are the Monarchs. The Monarchs. So I have to now tell them. Isn't a Monarch a queen? Lion. There's this, you know, the king of the jungle. So the it's, uh, they call so them the Monarchs. It's real. the lions. Uh, the Monarch. Yeah. The Monarch. Monarch. The hey, monarchy. Monarch. Back later monarchy. in the week. Monarchy. In a thin slice of heaven. Monarch. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 